right, we have Alejandro Martinez here. Woo! What's up, my friend? What's going on, Brett? How's it do? How's it going? It's going. It's doing well, sir. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look, man. Um, I usually so we met on my other podcast, Marvel Plus. This is actually yep. the Daily BS podcast and YouTube channel. Yes. And um, we had a great time talking about MCU stuff last year. And uh, when I, I don't know, I, probably because I made some posts about uh, once and always, you reached out to me like, hey, if you're going to watch that, if you plan to review it, I'd love to talk about it. So um, sure. we were both on it first day. Like, I think we were both watching it at the same time. <laughs> it, it feels a little ridiculous, but I, I don't even care. I'm not I'm not ashamed in any way. Not at all, dude. Not at all. Power Rangers, you know, it goes hard for me uh, growing up in the 90s, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's actually I kind of wanted to get where you're coming from with this. Um, like, when did your fandom start um, and how big yeah. of a fan were you when you were younger? Yeah, I think. I mean, so Power Rangers premiered, what, 93, I think, like the original Mighty Morphin. Um, yep. I was born in 94, though, so probably, I want to say maybe okay. late 90s is when I started watching. Mm. But they'd always have reruns, of course, right? So I've watched Mighty Morphin. I've watched Zeo Turbo in space. I think I've watched everything up until, um, I think, Mystic Force in 2006 was, like, the last one I watched, like, actively. Okay. I know about the ones afterwards, right? The Operation Overdrive, Jungle Fury, even the most recent ones, but I haven't really watched them. Yeah. Um, I think I, I will admit though, though, I have not seen the little, what is it? Eight episode, 10 episode alien Rangers. I never watched that. Couldn't really get into it. Uh, I think at the time couldn't even find it, honestly, but growing up, I was hardcore power Rangers. I would want the Zords as like the toys. I'd want the morphers. Um, mm -hmm. I remember, um, Magna Defender was like my guy. Like I had his sword that turned into a gun. Um, I'm even friends with Justin Nemo, uh, who plays Zane, the Silver Ranger. Like I had him on my, my podcast a few years back. Like he's a really chill dude. So awesome. love Power Rangers. Um, I'm always shocked, honestly, when younger nerds are like, oh, I didn't really watch that. And I'm like, what? You're missing so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about okay. You? So, well, that's, what about that's, you? that's, that's why I wanted to get in this because I, I knew you were a little bit younger than me and I like I, so I didn't know how a person younger than me gets into Mighty Morphin. You know what I mean? Like if, yeah. if it's already on to the other generations of, of Power Rangers, like how do you get into the original? And I, I guess I mean, man, you literally grew up with this. Um, yeah. Whereas I discovered it. I, I was nine years old in, in uh, 1993. So it was like wow. perfect age for me though. Like I feel like third grade was like the perfect Power Rangers age where yeah. at school, I feel like the fourth and fifth graders were too cool for it. And then, you know, maybe second and first graders were almost too young to care about it. Mm -hmm. But like third grade was like prime Power Rangers age. And like half the kids in my school made fun of it, in my grade oh. made fun of it. And, and half of them, you know, loved it. Um, but the truth is that everyone loved it and everyone watched it. I don't care what they say. Like the guys who made fun of it, they were watching it too. 100%. Yeah, Cause you, of course. you see it, you can see it now, you know, because yeah. 
back then it was like there was like four kids who admitted that they watched Power Rangers, you know, and would go out on recess and play Power Rangers. And that was me. I was one of those guys. And, um, you know, everyone else kind of was like, oh, Power Rangers is stupid. Power Rangers is for kids, you know. Um, and it, it's just if that were true, if if only like four or five kids from every third grade class were watching it, it wouldn't be as big as it is. Exactly. Like, I so, still remember the whole reveal of Andromeda being Andrew's sister, and then she comes back as a ranger. Like, this whole thing that was like, what? Like, she's look, a new galaxy pink. What? I See, I have to stop you because I literally, like, when I was saying, like, fourth, fifth grade, you kind of were yeah. too cool for Power Rangers. That's exactly what happened for me. Like, I was... I was never too cool really? for it, but I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, I just I shifted interest a little bit. Once sure. I hit fourth, fifth grade, I really got into like comic book characters, and I didn't care about, uh, you know, Power Rangers as much anymore. I was really into like the X Men cartoon and uh, Batman the animated series, and buying comic books. Like I started buying comic books like fourth, fifth grade. Yeah. So, um, then I kind of fell away from Power Rangers. Like, but Mighty Morphin is like I was diehard fandom. And that's why yeah. I was interested in like, you know, your perspective, because I never watched really anything after, I think uh, maybe a little bit of, uh, what's it called? Zeo, which was like the next yeah. generation after Mighty Morphin. Uh, yeah. Well, it was like, for me, nothing compared to that original, you know? And then it just like, you know, as I got older and older and the show did not get older and older, you know, it, it was like, okay, I guess I'm not a Power Rangers guy anymore, but I will always have love for Mighty Morphin. And I, like, know it, like, the back of my hand. Like, episode per, per episode, I know, like, um, you know, I remember all the all the um, episodes they would string together in, like, series like Green No More and and uh, yeah. Green with Evil and I don't remember the White Ranger one, but I think that was, I don't, I don't remember. And then there was, like, the power transfer where they brought in three mm -hmm. new Rangers and got rid of three old Rangers. Like, it it was crazy. And, and right about that time, like as soon as most of the Rangers were gone and it, it moved into Zeo, I became less interested because I was in love with those original characters and the actors who played them. Yeah. Right. Um, I well, I'm already curious. started. I'm curious. Did you watch the Mighty Morphin movie? Like the OG one yes. in 95? Yes. I but did go did see it. I was, Turbo it was at all. I don't think I did. I don't think I, I, I might've watched it later in life, like as an, yeah. an adult, um, you know, but I, like, I don't remember. I don't remember that one, but I definitely, the original in 95 really stuck out. You know, what's funny though, in my brain, like in my head canon, the original Rangers were all there, but they weren't like when I watch, I was just watching like, or I just saw the, uh, like a movie poster for it. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Tommy was the white Ranger by then. And Tom then, was white by then, yeah. You know, um, there was no Zach, there was no Trini. There, like they were gone already and replaced by the new red, yellow, and black rangers. So yeah, I and I had forgotten that 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 was even like that because I was such a fan of those first two years. What is it like? Um, I don't know how many sixty something, eighty something episodes maybe that they put together in two seasons. Yeah. Um, but I was, I had seen them all over and over and over. Mm. Had VHS tapes. I was a member of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan club. Oh, I love that. 
I love that so yeah. much. Like I got a monthly shipment from Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, like from Saban. I got this, like, I remember the starter kit. It had like a headshot of every character with like a, you know, mock autograph on it. And like, um, I'm sure it wasn't a real autograph, but um, just cool stuff like that. Like, you know, Power Rangers stickers and toys and, mm-hmm. and posters and um, a magazine would come once a month. Like I was super into it. I Crazy love that, into. dude. I'm curious. Did you keep any of yeah. it? <laughs> No, no. In fact, I lost I lost like so many great things that I had um, like years ago. Uh, I think I was probably like 15 and we we lost our house to foreclosure and all the stuff in it like was taken. Like I lost all my childhood stuff, my comic book collection, all the movies I had, like everything. Um, so that's what I've been doing like as an adult is just like rebuilding that like my original um nostalgic collection in fact i buy comics not at all for their value i'm like i'm searching for ones i had when i was a kid when i go look through comic bins i'm like you know i want to i want to find those exact issues like oh yeah i remember seeing this in my box like so no i do not have anything at all um but i'll never forget like being a member of the power rangers fan club um being obsessed we used to think we actually had power like the the kids in my class with me there was like three of yeah. us who thought we were actually power rangers and we would go out on recess and we would like pretend we were morphing and like we made morphers out of like paper mache morphers like That's it so was cool ins- it was insane um i go hard like whatever i'm into i go like super hard like the fandom so i you i have went to, you have to i went from power rangers to like i think saved by the bell was my next fandom and it was the same with that right. like i was obsessed with saved by the bell and then the same with like the x-men and and so on and so forth but power rangers i think was my very first fandom like the first thing i really just loved i love that dude i really do yeah and i think it was honestly for at least in my generation i think power rangers was the big thing for kids born in the 90s i think power rangers power rangers and maybe like digimon Digimon slash Pokemon. Okay, yeah, I, I feel like towards the end. So I have a cousin, maybe five years younger than me, so a little closer mm-hmm. to your age. Like he, I think he was born in the very late '80s, maybe. Um, and he was really into like that's. I feel like that's when like uh, anime started being more popular, and there was yeah. like Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon yep. and Naruto, stuff like that. So, yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I remember all that stuff, but nothing like this. And this is kind of an extension of all that, too. This is like a live action anime, right? I mean, that's powering. It's like it's as Japanese as it gets. Like, right. I mean, it's based off of the Z Ranger, right? Like their mm-hmm. Super Sentai franchise that, you know, it's interesting. So Mighty Morphin was the 16th Super Sentai. Like, yes, it's crazy 16 seasons for it to hit the US. And that's how they started. Yeah, that so that's crazy to think. When I first found that out, I remember thinking like, "That's like, that's like, um, if I, if someone else got into Power Rangers through like, I don't know, what's the newest generate? Like, what's the newest Power Rangers there is right now? Like, uh, I think it is Dino Fury. Okay, well, say it's Dino Fury, and we'll say that that's like the twelfth iteration or something, you know. Um, it kind of reinvents what every two years, every one to every, two years. Yep. So, 
Um, that would be like that being, you know, where we first discover power. It, that's crazy that like it in is. Japan in the, in Japan, like we're catching on way late and we're jumping in in the yeah. middle of a, of like this long storyline. Yeah. I mean, in Japan, they're up to 47 by now. That's wild. We've had crazy nine seasons. Mm-hmm. Technically, you know, it's wild. Yeah. They're going they're going on 50 seasons of Power Rangers in Japan. That's that is crazy. I mean, that I mean, that's that's like that's like, uh, let's see, 50 seasons. My parents could have been fans of the original Power Rangers, right? Like, yeah, that's wild to think about generations of fans. And you can see it now. There's generations of fans. I don't think Power Rangers. I, I could be biased. It I don't see that it's ever been as big as when it first hit the u.s like mighty morphin yeah yeah fandom wise i i just i don't i i've never seen as many like toys in the store and comic books based on something and you know coloring books and uh novels and everything that they yeah. they pumped out the merch even at conventions or what mm-hmm. you see in the stores is a lot of the old stuff being sold again yeah you know, the, the new morphers, who, like a new rebranding of them all. Who goes to cons? Like, that original cast went to cons. Right. Like, they right. were famous for going to cons. Like, it, it, is there a Dino Fury, like, panel? I, I don't know. Maybe there is. But, you know, I've never seen an advertisement for it. Like, hey, come see the Power Rangers yeah. Dino Fury cast. Like, that's not who everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to see the Mighty Morphin cast. You know, they want to see yeah. uh, Austin St. John, which... We we got to get into this into this show. Um, this Let's special. Let's uh, jump into <laughs> it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't quite call it a movie, right? Like it, it it's more of a special, like an hour long special. It a special, yeah, a special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt. I'll be honest. It felt like a long episode of the show. It really did. Like it it felt right. almost exactly like watching an episode of the show, right? Well, and so it's interesting. I was googling stuff and reading on reddit apparently so originally uh david yost you know the guy who plays billy cranston yeah not dave yost our attorney general here in ohio (laughs) but david yost apparently when they first pitched this it was supposed to be like a mini series it was supposed Hmm. to be a full eight episode mini series and I kind of wished it had been because I did feel at some points it did feel a little rushed and it felt like, all right, this is two or three episodes of what that was supposed to be kind of Frankenstein together. Yes. I was going to say that. I was going to say, I remember thinking yesterday, like, you know what it feels like? Because I watched it several times just to kind of really get like, there were so many little Easter eggs and stuff that they threw in and and callbacks to like, it was nonstop. And to catch them all, you really have to be paying attention because yeah and i feel like it's for the real fans of the original series because if you weren't you're not going to get half that stuff i mean they was really like leaned hard into the nostalgia in this and i mean that was the point of it right yes and no i think right yes and no because they didn't have the all the ogs yeah i know and that and that's exactly where i was going next is like yeah this, I mean, there were some glaring omissions, right? Like there was some stuff that some sadly we couldn't see uh, people return and, and uh, 
come back to play their original roles and then some that actually just turned it down they didn't want to be involved and and that's kind of sad as well um but you know for something that's like a 30 year anniversary special i feel like that's like if i gotta say something negative about it i just wish the cast could have come together in a way where we could at least get the living members of the cast back where we got amy joe johnson back as kimberly and we got austin st john back because before tommy came along which by the way you know uh jason david frank my favorite actor on power rangers my favorite ranger was the green and white um but before that and then my second favorite after tommy came was austin st john's yeah jason right yeah there was no one more intense than jason like yeah. when when they morphed his was the most intense the most aggressive you know Tyrannosaurus. like he was like he was hard dude and everyone else was like you know they they shouted it they yelled it he was like he was ready to kick butt dude like jason was that dude um i i would have loved to see austin st john reprise his role as jason you know and you know i i honestly jason david frank could have been in it too because it was filmed before his passing Mm -hmm. and i like i just feel like for something this big and to try to recapture that magic and and give uh, original fans something really special that they maybe they shouldn't have done it if they couldn't get everyone on board you know what i mean it feels like Mm -hmm. it feels much more of like a money grab or something like i don't know how they're going to grab money like i don't think new people are subscribing to netflix anymore but like it feels cheap like cheapened when you can't get everyone on board so you just write around all of it and that mm-hmm. that kind of stinks. um see on the one hand though i agree with you and my pushback though is i'm kind of okay with them not coming back in the sense that it allowed billy and zach to kind of be the leads you yeah. know because let's yeah. be honest the rangers they're not the best actors all right but there, I think there's a reason Walter Jones, right, who plays Zach, kind of had that emotional role. He's one of the better actors of the group. Yes, right? Because if if sure. Tommy was there, if Jason was there, it's going to be a Jason and Tommy story. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. yeah. If Kimberly was there, it's going to be a Kimberly story. It's never really, even in the OG, right? Trini had her few episodes. Billy had his few episodes, but it was yeah. never their show. So I kind of appreciate it. Like, you know, we're going to spotlight the, the secondary character, so to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. You're right. I, I was going to speak on that, too. Like, I, I think, like, we've never seen uh, Billy and Zach in such prominent roles. They're basically carrying this entire thing. And, mm-hmm. you know, along with the, the the new cast member, you know, Trini's daughter. I feel like. I feel like it it was nice to see them showcased and kind of present like they're actually better actors than I thought, you know, or maybe they've just improved through the years. I mean, I haven't seen them acting in anything, but um, I I do feel like that they've definitely improved and matured with age, like kind of grown into being able to act. 
I think Billy plays a very good adult Billy Cranston, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And they, they look good too. I, I think like, um, of, of all the people that were turned in this, the, the ones that I feel like maybe like stayed in the best shape and maybe, I don't know if they brushed up on their acting or whatever, but I think it was those two. I think it was those two that like stayed in the game more. Whereas the mm-hmm. others, it kind of felt like they called them up just like they, you know how they appear in the command center and they, they weren't expecting to. It felt like that's how they got them for the role, right? It felt like they were like, yeah. hey, uh, we can't get uh, Tommy and Jason. But could you guys maybe, you know, Kimberly doesn't want to be here, but maybe we can get Kat. Um, and they were just like, um, I guess I haven't acted in 25 years, but sure. You know, that's kind of what it felt like for me. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely Billy and Zach, like it was their show. It was there. It was there. Like they, 100%. And, and, yeah, and that's good. That's good. And the whole time I was watching it, like you said, I was thinking this is like a trilogy of episodes. Like it's a three-part storyline, is mm-hmm. what, basically what we're watching, right? Like three 18 to 22-minute episodes of Power Rangers stuck together into one special. But as you said, it yeah. could have been eight. I think it should have been right. eight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I got one more negative. And then we can get into all the stuff we love about this thing. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. This can go either way. Okay. I'm With ready. this being such a big deal, the 30th anniversary, it's got a huge fandom all over the world, right? I get the nostalgic bit of, of trying to make it feel like the 90s show. But at the same time, I feel like they could have just ramped you up thought it was too campy not campy it's more like the martial arts the effects i feel like they could have stepped them up a little bit like um just like okay so the power rangers movie in 1995 mm-hmm. looked much better it was a big bigger budget film it was it looked so much different than the show and that was okay like this the uniforms yeah. looked better the fighting looked better everything looked better in it the effects the only like the only thing that didn't look exactly like the 90s effects and stuff was that final Zord fight, which I thought wasn't bad. Like, it it wasn't great. It wasn't, like, uh, big screen, awesome, uh, you know, computer animated. Like, it, it was kind of clunky, but it moved way better than the Megazord from the show. Like, the way that Megazord moved in this, it was much cooler. Like he was spinning around, he was jumping, he was doing stuff that you didn't see him do, you know, because in the show, it was literally just like a little, like, I don't know, a little boxy cardboard cutout guy. It was the toy. It was the toy that they were. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. I agree. I think the CGI left a little something to be desired. Yeah. And the fight choreography, I feel like, you know, if you're going to use other people in the suits anyway, why not make them really good people in the suits, right? right? Ninja Turtles did it really well in the night yeah. um so yeah i i, I could have done for better um I, i'm okay with the wooden acting i'm okay with it because that's that's who they are that's who these characters are in my mind they're they're, they're kind of um they're not the greatest actors and they are kind of campy and cheesy and that's part of the nostalgia for me for the show how ridiculous yeah. it is um but yeah step up the martial arts step up the fight choreography and the animation or effects and um 
I will say <laughs> though, shout out to them, old actors doing the martial arts like for those scenes that they weren't in in ranger form, right? Yeah, like shout out to them for at least getting some of that. Yeah, and actually, that was my favorite part of the original series. I loved watching the characters fight out of uniform because you knew it was really them, right? Like even as a kid, yeah. you started to put it together, like, oh, that's not them in those uniforms because. Jason's way beefier than that. Tommy's way taller than that. Like, they don't quite look right, you know? Um, yeah. You start to kind of realize it's not them. And especially, like, in this movie, you could see, like, um, some of the characters definitely wouldn't have looked as, uh, I don't know, slim and fit, maybe, in their uniforms. If they it was really them in the uniform, it was just clearly not the same people in the uniform. And it's fine, but... When you do that, why not have really good martial artists in there or something? Exactly. Um, yeah. And then the last the last effects thing I want to talk about is um, Rita, Robo Rita, turning the Rangers basically just into toys, just little action figures of themselves. Um, they had done something similar to that on the show before, like shrunk shrunk them down or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but it felt really cheap, like in this. It's like, come on, this is a 30th anniversary. It's a movie. Um, we got to get rid of these three people who couldn't come here. So we're going to turn them into toys for the entire episode. And then, you know. Anyway, let's talk about the stuff we enjoyed about it. Or do you have anything that you disliked? My last one was I wished, um, you know, they, they kind of did call to all the Rangers, right? They had... Yeah, the, the dolls ended up being Jason, Kim, and, and Tommy, right? Uh, but they were there, physically, so to say. I just wish yeah. there was some sort of shout-out to Tanya, right? Tanya was the second Yellow Ranger. Um, oh, no. yeah. Wait. Yeah, no. Was that third? Was that second? Probably third. Aisha definitely was the second. Okay. They did, yeah, they did power transfer, and, and Aisha did show up, and Adam, um, but they didn't do much, right? Like it was just right. to show up. I'm glad they did. So would have loved glad something for Tanya, something for, and her doll was there, right, as like the Zeo Ranger Yellow, but just yeah, you know, bring her in, bring her in, let us know what she's up to. I did like that they alluded to the fact that there were generations more rangers you know and then showed yeah. them all in like the toy form the doll form shrunken down um and just very quickly showed them um another glaring missing piece was bulk and skull right we got one glimpse of a picture of them oh, we heard some the sort of sign yeah we heard the music for half a second and i was like oh they're gonna be here it's gonna show them you know and i'm just kind of i guess i'm really surprised if I don't know, maybe the actors, are they still living? I, I think if they're still living. I think I what, I, what I read on Reddit is in one of the more recent seasons, they have mm -hmm. some sort of like mini storyline that kind of sets yeah. them up to be something, so to say. Okay. Such okay. that it, it, I guess it made sense that they weren't then in this. Mm. I don't okay. know. Still would have liked I'll... it. I agree. Still like something like, oh, we came into get milkshakes at the end too just a little walk and walk on roll but i tell you what they did and they, okay this is the last complaint i swear to god I, I really loved this thing i really did i really enjoyed it um i feel like they really played fast and loose with the canon of power rangers like mm -hmm. so 
when you stop being a Power Ranger, I know it's called Once and Always, but we've seen them transfer power to other people several times, right? Mm -hmm. Throughout the show. And new Rangers take over for the old Rangers. And they've even said that, like, there's always been Rangers to protect the world. How does everyone just still keep their powers? You can just, you can be a middle-aged Ranger. You can, there's like thousands of Rangers on Earth. I think it, so we, what we see in this one, at least, right, is Billy says, oh, I made new power coins for them to use for, um, mm-hmm. for Rocky and, and Kat. Yeah. There's one episode, I think, in some other reunion in more recent seasons where Tommy's character has what is called the Master Morpher that allows him mm-hmm. to kind of access any of his forms before. So he can turn into green, he can turn into white, he can turn into red Zeo, he can turn into yeah. black Dino Thunder, like he mm-hmm. can kind of just switch them out. And I, essentially it's this whole thing of like, Billy, you know, is the smartest guy on earth and knows how to work the morphing grid essentially. But yeah. I'm also like, it's Power Rangers. We don't want to question it too much. Yeah, no, I understand. I, I guess I, I maybe it was more of a question. Like, was I under the wrong impression that it went like this generation and then the next generation, the old Rangers kind of went on about their life. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. like, so Billy hasn't morphed in 30 years. You know what I mean? Um, right. Or Trini or, or like any of them that, that were in the beginning, like they, they haven't morphed yeah. in all this time. And why were they fighting Rita? Like how come Rita didn't come back and attack the, where were the rest of the Rangers? Where was the present day Rangers? You know? Yeah. Um, but I get, they had to like, if you want to get this group back together, you're going to have to, you got to write something. You got to write around it. And, and I get it. They had, it. they definitely had their work cut out for them to make this work like as yeah. a story. And I thought it actually was a, a pretty good story. Like it was one of the more uh, deep and emotional stories we've ever seen in power rangers like dealing with grief and it loss went there it Dude, did the first five minutes and rita's like i'm gonna kill one of you yeah like what what <laughs> yeah. It, yeah it was much more mature in that aspect i was pleasantly surprised yeah and i love the so the conversation right away um after trini dies in the beginning is is between billy and zach is like this conversation like should we tell uh, men that her mom was a power ranger should we tell them that we're yeah. power rangers and this is why and how she died like rita repulsa killed her like i thought like that was a good discussion to have and i love that billy was the one actually saying like some rules can be broken like you wouldn't think billy would be the one who wants to break the rules but yeah. um yeah he's you know he and i love too that like he ends up kind of the scapegoat of the of the the story in men's eyes like he's the guy who got her mom killed um meanwhile though he was the one that wanted to be honest with her the whole time he's the one that like um i i know zach steps in and helps raise her like which is Mm -hmm. which is crazy twist too like we find out um you know billy's the head of a tech company um zach is a a congressman which is wild and he retires basically to uh to raise men after trini dies that's love right there. That's like yeah. allyship, like family right there. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give up all my ambitions, personal ambitions to you know, make sure that your daughter is loved and cared for. Like that's that's amazing. And yeah. that's it 
if you want to make a movie about how like how much the Power Rangers like love and care about each other and they're like a family, like that's it. This they did really good in in terms of that in this in this uh, special. Yeah. Um. So I, I think same on on that same note though of tone, like I did feel it was a bit of a whiplash. Right, you go from the like even sure. just the first five minutes, right? It's like, oh, we're getting hype. It's the theme song, all the nostalgia's coming out to yeah. a fight scene where Rita's just like, I just killed Trini. And then yeah. oh, how do we tell this girl her mom just got mur- murdered? Like it was a little all over the place in that aspect. Sure. Um yeah. Because it was, it was very- also the whole camp of like, oh, we're bringing these two new monsters in too. Yeah. It was very Thor Love and Thunder for a callback yeah. to our last discussion. Yeah. Um, I feel like you're right. Like, it, and it might have worked better with the eight episodes that you were talking about, right? You'd have more time mm-hmm. to do that. You could have had an episode that was more heartfelt and more dramatic. And then you'd have another episode that's a little bit lighter. Like, it's a different, they're dealing with something else, but it's not in the moment of dealing with, with the loss of Trini or what have you. Like, you have, you have time away from each thing it doesn't just go bam bam back and forth like drama pain oh like comedy we'll throw some comedy in there and some hype hype fight music um quips i love that zach at one point says like it's it's not all what does he say like it's not all um do you know what it means to be a power ranger it's not all quips and uh i don't remember what he said but it it was something like that like he threw in that uh it's not just all uh quirky quips and and fighting i don't know it anyway it was was, yeah basically told her it's about like giving up um your personal ambitions for something greater like when he's trying to yeah describe it to men uh those with power with great power comes great responsibility that's exactly what he said yeah i'm sure yeah you love this you love this how i we just tie everything back into marvel exactly exactly how do you know (laughs) Uh, because it's all the same. It's all a hero's journey, right? Like all these stories. It is. Like, yes. All the lessons that they teach and everything. It's all just like that's that's what it's all about. Self-sacrifice and and caring for others and and rescuing, you know, um, greater good, right? Um, what else did you love about it? Um. Oh man. I. I I keep going back to things I don't like, but it's like, I really do. I have a few. Like, I have a few I, if you I, want. I swear to you. Real quick, though. I really wish we could have some, like, you bring back everyone. I want to see Goldar. Got to bring Goldar ooh, back. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, Goldar. And I'll be honest, I really loved um, when they brought in Lord Zed on the series. Yeah. He was such a scarier villain to me than, than Rita Repulsa. When he's like, the villain right now of the current Power Ranger season. Lord Zed? Yeah. Get out of here. Okay, I'm going to start to watch Power Rangers again, I guess. Yeah, I guess, it's Zed. I guess I'm going to have to. Wow. Mm. That's crazy. I had no idea. What did you think of Robo Rita? I thought it was kind of cool. Um, right? This kind of idea that... How was it? Like, how do they mention it? So obviously we know Zordon sacrificed himself and I think they said, like, oh, all her neg- evil energy disappeared out into the space. Yeah, uh, floating it's a around. Mystic force. 
we meet um, the Mystic Mother, which is all the good of of Rita, and now she's oh, like okay. the Queen of Magic essentially. But all goodness, so it makes sense that all the evils out there. But that's what also made this a bit scary for me because unlike this Rita, Robo Rita is literally just the evil of Rita Repulsa. Ah, uh, true. None of the good. None of the. Uh, sister with diva talks or whatever none of that like this is literally just pure evil like i i thought of her as voldemort okay yeah um, i thought it was smart you know to have it kind of as a robot because i think the original actress for rita you know has passed away or what have you so i thought robot works but the scary moment for me too was all these evil particles are just taking over alpha mm-hmm. right like yeah, that was interesting to me, and I, don't yeah, know, I, I liked it. She had her campy line. She had a lot of callbacks, right? The um, she had this callback, of course, like she always says, "Oh, I'm ha- I'm getting a headache or whatever." Um, yeah. Or after one thousand years, I'm free. It's time for revenge or whatever. Like, I, mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it. I thought they they wrote her well for for what she was as a robotic villain. Yeah, I thought it was fine. I I you know I've heard people complain about like. Uh, why is she a robot blah, blah blah i get it yeah you you know as we talked about earlier all the ranger scenes originally were like japanese films and yeah. rita repulsa that was all japanese actors and people in mm-hmm. suits and stuff and so but they did I, they were able to get the actress who did the american voice of rita yeah. to reprise her role so at least we had that i was i was happy to hear the voice be pretty much the same 30 years later um but i thought it was a cool concept i liked how it started it started in one place and then we jump forward and then we go back to find out what happened like so we we see it you know what it honestly it it almost made it seem like it was going to be even bigger and crazier and better than it was in the beginning because of that like that slow motion like billy getting up off the ground in the beginning i was like oh man this is about to be some like adult ranger stuff man this is gonna be like really dramatic and it was more dramatic but um i feel like they went really hard in that opening scene to make it like feel um really intense and um i love that they didn't tell us what the hell happened like yeah specifically they're just like why is rita here like everyone's wondering no we don't find out until like 20 minutes into the show that like exactly what happened but i love that they did that like played with time a little bit in the story they did trini's death one year later and then remembering back to what happened with the original alpha it's like yeah how did rita come back this doesn't make any sense and why is she a robot and i love that it was like she just infused herself with alpha eight and this new alpha is just the next gen it's alpha nine and yeah. so I, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was pretty clever the way you could bring her back like that. I thought so too. I thought so too. And honestly, it kind of makes me hope, you know, if in some worlds this series were to continue, could they bring back Zordon? Right. Yeah. This was the thing yeah. I was upset by. There was no Zordon cameo. I feel like that yeah. is something that was missing. And I was also okay with it because, you know, Zordon was guiding these teenagers, right? It also goes to show, like, no, they kind of, they don't need him anymore, so to say. They've learned the lessons. They're the mentors now. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they, they kind of are acting as the Zordon 
character in this, you know, mentoring young Min, the newest ranger. Yeah. Um, what did you think of of Min, of this character coming in as Trini's daughter and being so full of vengeance and um, revenge? I you loved know? her. I loved her. Um, I know she got some uh, hate, I'm sure, for, oh, the, the character wasn't <laughs> realistic or whatever, but I'm like, it's a, what, 15-year-old teenager who just lost her mom, like, one year mm -hmm. later, like, it's it's exactly what I would expect a teenager to be doing, especially Trini's daughter. Yeah, yeah. I you know what? Seeing her moves outside of her uniform, um, I am willing to bet she does know some martial arts. Or I think she's trained. I think I read that she's like a yeah. trained martial artist. She looked really fit for one. Like she was doing these poses, and I'm like, damn, she's got like some biceps on her. She looked like kind of <laughs> kind of tight, like. She looked like she works out and she looked like she had some moves like, oh, she actually can move like like the character that's in the suit moves, you know, so that was yeah. cool to see. Um, I, I always loved I think my favorite Rangers were always the ones that in real life were martial artists like Austin St. John was, um, you know, uh, um, Jason David Frank was a martial artist. Um, Steve Cardenas. And, and he, yeah. And it showed you know, when yeah. they were on the show fighting outside of uniform, then you could see the ones that were not like Amy Jo Johnson. She did not look like a martial artist uh, when right. she was fighting. Like, um, it was just way more apparent, but. So I just, I just Googled this. So she, uh, Charlie Kirsch, she is a Taekwondo extreme martial arts world champion, as well as a creative <laughs> wow. martial arts world champion. Nice. Okay. Yeah, well, it yeah. shows like that, you know, and and that's good casting. Like, say what you want about, you know, if someone wants to criticize her acting, at least she's a martial artist. Like, and that's yeah. really her doing those moves. Like, that's awesome. So I dug this story like this just came to mind. So I got to bring it up before I forget. Tell bringing me. back, bringing back Billy's Volkswagen Beetle. Yeah. But like modernize it, like souping it up. That was so awesome. Like, I love that they brought back the Flying Beetle. And that yeah. it was, like, different. Like, it, it wasn't the same Krabby Beetle, but it worked the same way. Like, remember, like, the windshield wipers came on and then it started mm -hmm. flying? That's, like, I remember them having those same issues in the series. Like, pushing buttons. And it's like, oh, how do we get it to work? And, like, and then it takes off. Um, that was great. I love seeing that again. I love that when she goes out to... Uh, I kind of wish that they would have saved that. That reveal of the car for when she comes out looking for a car and that scene where she's like oh that's too flashy oh that's too showy she's like oh here we go oh that makes sense yeah they should have saved that scene or reordered them in a way that like that's the first time we saw it again i feel like that would have mm -hmm. been much bigger reveal than just like oh we're at the the um cemetery and it's parked right there you know yeah that may I, I agree with that i agree with that but Overall, man, it, it did so many little callbacks, so many yeah. nods. Like, even that final scene where they had Kimberly singing and the whole original team there. It was that like, broke oh, my heart. That broke yeah, my like, heart right there. I remember that, like, that episode. That was an episode of Power Rangers, and I love that they used that. Um, I, I still, I so wish, like... In my head, I'm like imagining what could have been if it was an eight episode, um, like series, and if they had all the Rangers. You know what I mean? Like, 
yeah. that would have been great. Like piece them out a little bit, introduce them back in throughout and yeah. have it be a surprise. I was kind of like holding out hope that there would be some surprises in this. Like, mm -hmm. I know we said we couldn't get this person and you've heard it that we didn't get them, but you know, here they are, you know, the, the whole like, uh, Toby and Andrew thing, like, no, we're yeah. not in it. We don't, you know, that would have been awesome to see them, but for what it was, it definitely took me back. Like I said, if I didn't like it, I wouldn't have watched it four times in preparation for this review. Um, and I was so excited when you reached out that someone else was that pumped to talk about it. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I have a lot of friends uh, like uh, around my age and they're into geeky stuff. But like you have to be the almost like I said, you either have to be an exact age or you just have to be really into the fandom of that thing. That's just that's what it is. It's like. It's like finding someone that was into X-Men, the animated series. But if they were born in like 2005, it's like this really old throwback, you know? Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I like uh, like a newer, like Wolverine and the X-Men or something newer. Um, but the fact that you know the history of the Power Rangers and you've seen Mighty Morphin, like, I love that. I love how excited you were. I in no way i expected to do a little 10 minute review by myself of this um and then i'm literally sitting in my car i was at the pharmacy waiting to fill my wife's prescription and it was taking like a long time like 30 minutes so i'm like i'm gonna start watching power rangers it came out today and so i'm watching it on my phone and you texted me like as i'm watching it dude if you're gonna review this i want it you know and i'm like <laughs> yes are you kidding me like it would have just been me a 10 minute in out and over review. Like, yeah, I loved it. It was great done, but I love that. I had someone to discuss it with and someone that like loves and knows the characters. Like I feel like a true power ranger fan has to know some of their last names. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you have to have some deep cuts knowledge going on to be like a real fan of the show. And I feel like you have that, which it, which to I me is so. amazing. To me is amazing being that you were born ten years later than me, yeah. And you and you still have the same love for something that you know I saw debut on TV that you watched in reruns. Like I love yeah. it. I, fandom's great, man. It really is. It really is. And I think like Power Rangers is going to live on forever, honestly. And I yeah. think. Actually, as I say that, uh, you know, we met at GalaxyCon Columbus last year. As of now, yep. Austin St. John is one of the guests at this year's GalaxyCon Columbus. No way. Yeah. So oh, you man. will see me there trying to chat him up and, and get a picture with him. I feel like I feel like in honor of this podcast and review right here, even though he wasn't in the show that we reviewed, we should both get a picture with him. Yes. Just for nostalgia's yeah. sake, I feel Just like it's for nostalgia's sake. Yeah, I so, yeah, it, it, you know, it, did you like how they handled the death of of Tui Tran? Like, does that like just making it so like, oh, she was killed by Rita? Like that's what happened. Like it's hard, right? Because we just right. had something uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever where they handled it pretty perfect like it you don't get much more perfect in like handling a death than that um they didn't make it like oh one of the villains killed him 
you know, off screen, you know, um, at least this like showed it on screen without showing the actress. But I don't know. At first, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But once I got I guess once I got into like the story that they were going to tell and that it was based a lot on her daughter wanting revenge for her death, it made sense. I just. Sometimes when I watch stuff where they use a real life death and try to weave it into the story, it, it sometimes it just comes off as um, uncomfortable or forced. Yeah, yeah it's not, yeah, like forced. Like it's like it's not opportunistic, but it's like you're going to build an entire plot around you know uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Okay, it's it's a silly '90s kids TV show, but this woman really did die in a tragic car accident you know 20 22 years ago which is really insane that it was that long ago but sometimes yeah it rubs me the wrong way when when they do that that's why i was so worried about wakanda forever and i thought they actually did it really well by actually making it like they didn't make up a reason that he died it was very similar similar to how he died in real life like Mm -hmm. he got sick there was no cure and yeah, no one even knew that he was sick till the last minute, right? And that's exactly what happened in real life. And so they handled it beautifully. I worry when someone tries to work a death into a movie or series and do it by just telling a story of like how it happened. Yeah, I, I think they did it smartly. I think how you would do it in universe right is bring back one of their biggest villains right not just some rando like oh this buddy you know give it meaning because at the the time it meant a lot you know at the time it didn't mean a lot yeah i i love that they brought back the putties and they were pretty much the same exact putties right um so my my favorite putties were always the lord zed putties because they had the, the ones that you had to hit them in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a ridiculous idea. Like, you got to hit them in the Z. Like, of course, they would wear a big, giant button that said, like, hit uh-huh. me here, you know? Um, but I loved how they looked. I don't know. For some reason, they looked cooler to me than the original uh, putties. But I'm glad we got to see all that stuff. That's why That's why I thought it was like missing Goldar and maybe, maybe Scorpina would have been mm-hmm. cool. Like, um, and like I said, Lord Zed. But you know, Power Rangers started with Rita. We were Rita Repulsa, um, two minions, and Goldar. Like, and then she brought in Scorpina. Like, it was on her moon base. I love that they had the final battle on the moon. I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Like, the kaiju Zord battle on the moon. Um, and like I said, I thought that final fight scene, between, you know, with Megazord actually looked pretty good. Like, it wasn't perfect. It wasn't high budget, but it was better than the original series was. And like, you know, they kind of filmed those. It was like Japanese film, just like um, just like all the fight scenes were right. Like those scenes were clearly different than the scenes that they shot at um, the juice bar, uh, the youth center in Angel Grove. Right. Right. I loved I loved seeing all that, though. I love seeing the youth center again. Um, and you know, the juice bar and just all love, those little callbacks, all the little callbacks. Yeah. 
I like I would have been really upset if we didn't see Zach do some hip hop pedo. And I'm so I yeah. was thrilled when we saw it and she called out like, are you hip hop breakdance fighting? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> I love it. I love that. And I don't know if if uh, Walter Jones has any martial arts experience or not. Um, I think he can dance, though, probably, you know, uh, he always did on the show. So I assume like that's his skill set in real life is like dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I always thought it looked cool. Like, I love the shimmy he does. Every time he goes into, like, he goes into, like, his fighting stance, he does this, like, roll shimmy. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's, like, iconic Zach. So good. So good. What do you wish, just to, like, get us closing out, what do you wish moving forward, like, to come from this? Or just, mm. like, I don't know, just general summary. What, what are your thoughts overall? As much as I would have liked to have seen it be bigger than it was, I'm really glad that it exists because it was a lot of fun, you know, and how could I, you know, this conversation we're having doesn't exist without the show and just all these feelings flooding back of the original, like it's as silly as it is. I don't know if you've went back recently and tried to watch original Power Rangers. It is a little tough, but it's still like, it's still like, I have a pull to it. Like I, I kind of want to, now that you're telling me about other iterations and I know that it, it's like generational and I definitely know that Jason David Frank had a lot to do in further seasons. Like he ends up coming back as like a a teacher or something Mm -hmm. and, um, Mm -hmm. different Rangers, like you said, like different, different Rangers. Uh, It's like, I almost want to just binge all of them. You should binge them all as a almost 40 year old man just watch all of the power rangers with my kids sitting there going like what are you watching this is yeah <laughs> this is cringe Why not? you know um yeah i might just do that i might just you go should. yeah do it I mean, and let me know what you think <laughs> see you're not gonna do it you're like oh, okay um but i guess um would i like to see more though like in the future would i like to see i don't know i i hope that this gets some younger people to go back and watch Mighty Morphin, I think. And um, maybe kind of reinvigorates the fandom. And maybe we don't get more of this, but maybe we just get more attention around it and more um, more of the actors at cons, more um, signings, more pictures, more, you know, I want to see them in the public eye again, even if it's just to be remembered as Power Rangers forever. Yeah. Yeah, I I genuinely think like this was a love letter to fans and to the OGs. Um, this might be one of the best things in the Mighty Morphin brand. You know, there there were stakes, there were consequences. Mm. The main characters had arcs. Like honestly, I'd be down for more of this, right? Like a Mighty Morphin Next yeah. Generation, right? And. Mm-hmm. If this is also the last time we see the OGs, at least they went they went out on a high note, right? I'm glad we got to see them as as middle aged humans. I really yeah. am, and I gotta say they looked really good. Yeah. For, for thirty years later, they're yeah. all in their I guess they would be late forties. Um, Probably, yeah. Walter Jones looks exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, David Yost. Definitely looks like an older man, but he looks great. He's in great shape. I was looking at him, I was like, man, I said, Billy's got more muscles than he ever had 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, he is like, he's in great shape. So I was happy to see them. You know, that's something you don't get to see often. It's kind of like when they did the Save by the Bell reboot. and You got to see um, those original characters as middle-aged men and women. You know, it was yeah. wild. And it's like, you always wondered as a kid, and it's something we didn't have as kids. Like this revisiting of something yeah. from 30 years ago that happens yeah. all the time now. You get to see your favorite characters as old men, you know, and old women. Like, it's, uh, it's so special about it. Because when you were a kid, you always wonder, like, I wonder what whatever would have happened to you know like what would the red ranger be doing right now you know what would right you know and it's cool that we actually get to catch up and see that that's the probably the coolest thing of it is seeing like if they would have done some sort of reboot where it didn't involve the original cast i wouldn't care for it at all i love that they brought back original actors you know and i think they did the best they could with what they had you know yeah sure it would have been better if everyone could have been involved and everyone got along and everyone was happy with making it. Um, but with what they had, I think they did something really, really cool. I agree. Fully agree. And a shout out to uh, Johnny Young Bosch, who plays Adam. By mm-hmm. far still the best actor of the bunch, but everyone else did their best. Yeah. yeah he, he got like four lines in this, but yeah. whatever. They were greatly, you know, yeah. great delivery on those lines. Um, and cool. Also, Karen Ashley as Aisha. Like, I I was kind of upset because she's still really in the fandom. Like, she has her own podcast that's all about like she has like a nerd cast where it's like all about culture nerd stuff. So, I was kind of surprised she wasn't featured more prominently in it. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much. It was a fun trip down memory lane. Thank you so much, dude, for for wanting to do this with me. It, it's Thank been a lot. Thank you, dude. Thank you. Yeah. All right, man. Well, hopefully we'll see each other again. Uh, Columbus Fan Expo. For sure. Let's do it. Stay in touch, man. All right. Talk to you later, Brett. Later.